Hey, yo. I just had to turn the volume up a little bit for this one, fellas. Uh oh. Turn me up, Metro. Oh, we missed it. Oh, yeah, we missed it. What is up, everybody? It's the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and the homie Manny Ruffin. Oh, we're in the new jerseys today. Look at us, baby. Look at us today. As always, fellas. Sponsored Premier League team? Oh, powered by Dimers. The good old fellas over at Dimers helping us out with a new book for this month, and that is Bet Rivers. They have a uh, a match, $250 match uh, for your first deposit. So if you want to put in $20 with the code 250MATCH, you can sign up on our link over at www.dimers.com backslash ADED. If you want to do that, put $20 in, sign up with the code. Um, on the link right there, and then you'll you'll have forty dollars in your account. Or you know, I know a couple people already who have signed up, and they put in all two fifty, and they have five hundred in their account to bet with. It's a great way to start off your uh, your your new book with a good chunk of change. And as you guys can see, the fellas over at Benchmob FC, yes, you guys sir. know who you are. You guys know who you are, right? With the new jerseys, look at that. Look at that. How cool is that with the logo on there, huh? But yeah, this that's not the show's not about the logo, okay? The show's not about the logo, okay? The show is about what, sir? Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell so me. Today we are having another guest on this show. We've had a couple people in this gambling space. We like to talk to them, get their insight. This guy in particular, we from our sources have said he might be the coolest guy on gambling Twitter. Oh, really? Newlywed, might be having the best thirty day stretch. We had to check in with his bets. One of those prop betters <laughs> that I make sure I check with every single week. Definitely a top three, top five prop better on Twitter. Everybody welcome in Prop Holiday. Let's fucking go, baby. Holiday, baby. Let's go. Let's go. As he's getting in here. Oh, my God. We got a weird setup for you today, All right, sir. All let's go. Okay, Rin. look. What you're seeing right now, what you're seeing right now is not what you're going to see in the video, okay? You have you got the phone in the way. You got the lights in the way. That's just for us, okay? You're not going to see our angle. This is just for us to see you. Thanks for your time today, brother. How you doing? What's going on, fellas? Good to see you. Oh, my God. Got the, I got a fresh cut for you guys. Oh, so did yeah. he. So did he. So oh, look at this. Dicer as well. Look at you, man. You look good. Let me, let me see that hoodie. See, what's that hoodie? Uh, what is it? What's that hoodie? The yeah. 1982 All-Star Game played in Sea Caucus, New Jersey at the Meadowlands. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Okay. So I read Jersey wherever I can. I have to. There you go. There you go. So why that's don't we... Everybody, my fault. Everybody from Jersey, bro. They have so much fucking pride in Jersey. I don't understand what is so I... great about Jersey. Y'all love that shit. I don't get it. We're the armpit of the country. I don't get it. But I, I don't know if I'd live anywhere else. But uh, nah, man. I love Jersey. So what's going on, fellas? How you doing? What's up? What's up? So why don't we start this off this way? All right. Why don't we do this? Why don't you tell us, and more importantly, the people that are watching on this gorgeous Sunday morning before football, um, you know, how, how you got into betting, this backstory behind that, how you kind of built your following of, you know, just shy of 10,000 and, you know, everything that goes into that. No doubt. Hopefully, um, you know, hopefully it's at 10,000 sooner rather than later. Um, <laughs> so I uh, I kind of was was raised into it as degenerate as that sounds. Um, my my dad's a big sports better. So like when we were younger, we I have like a big Irish family. We would do like family pick them pools. So like ten dollars a person, you fill out a sheet, you know, win a couple bucks. Um, family parties were at like Mammoth Racetrack, Meadowlands Racetrack. Uh, family poker game. So I kind of got brought into gambling at a young age. Um, and then getting older, I was, you know, betting it was still like offshore books mm -hmm. in my teens and early 20s. 
And one of my best friends, one of my groomsmen at my wedding, um, he worked for a bookie and was making a lot of money at a very young age. Um, and I was doing that too for a little bit. Uh, and then it became legal in Jersey, probably the last four years or so. Um, and then with Prop Holiday, so uh, Doc Holiday, the, the Western gunslinger, he was okay. kind of a jack of all trades, master of none. He was a poker player, an alcoholic, a dentist. He spoke like different languages. And I like player props. So Prop Holiday um, started it in September 2020, just before the 2020 football season, kind of as a, a COVID hobby. My goal was to get like 500 followers. Um, and here we are today. Obviously, what springboarded me really to this high has been uh, was the big parlay the first week of college football. Hey, I hit Oh, we're getting Nine there. Leg. We're getting there. <laughs> Nine leg, 27 Gs. Um, yeah. I mean, so there was a hedge. You I, might need I to send us that ticket for thumbnail only... purposes. Oh, true, true. Oh, it's pinned. Yeah. It, oh, it's, it's pinned, pinned on the Twitter. Pinned on the I saw it's pinned on Twitter. Twitter. We're going to flex that bitch for you. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> um, so that was my big one. That kind of really put me out there. I had like 3,000 followers before then, and then I hit that one. Um, and then the story behind it with the hedging and kind of running around because – it's not easy to move around thousands of dollars from your bank account to get a hedge in in a very short amount of time. So people really dug the story. Um, and now I just, you know, I, I put out as much content. I think people see that I love doing this. Like I love I love sports. I love betting, betting responsibly. Yes, um, never missed a rent payment, never missed a, a credit card payment, none of that stuff. But um, I think for what this is becoming and where it's going, I mean, this is a billion dollar industry in its infancy. Yep. That's the scary shit. Like we don't know where this can go. Um, so I'm loving, man. I'm riding the wave. Exactly. It's a great way that. to put it. Actually, we heard from uh, some an unnamed source. I won't say his name, but he did say you were the coolest guy on gambling Twitter. Now, when I scroll through your feed, like you'll see some people. They might have some beef or dis disagreements. Whatever's going on there. I see you never get involved with that. I salute people like you. I respect that. But I don't want to shed any light on that. Here's my question though. So, you seem to bet a lot of props, mainly props, which to me. I'm not on that side of the spectrum. I'm more of a money line spread guy. I've now gotten the shiny toy syndrome or shiny, shiny object syndrome and seen you guys hitting these parlays and fuck it. I'm putting in my 18 probably prop parlays now, but I'm not really on that kind of spectrum. How did you get into prop betting? Why is that your preferred way to bet? Do you post your props and bet some straights? How do you bet? Kind of give us a rundown on that. Sure. So, I mean, player props, I always kind of, it, it tied into doing fantasy football. Like obviously everybody kind of got into fantasy football and like you're looking for edges, you're looking for soft lines and soft matchups, game scripts, and you can really play into things like this. Um, so I, I really just kind of take into the player prop piece um, because you, you really, you really can be profitable. Um, the only downside I would say is there's always the possibility for foul trouble, the yeah. possibility for blowouts, the possibility for injuries. I mean, that's that's the shittiest part. I hate to cut you but, off, but even the possibility for the missing fucking stats. How about Blake Griffin last night? We're missing assist. <laughs> what the fuck is going on, FanDuel and yeah. DraftKings? I need my money for that Blake hit. Has it happened to you this season at all? That one, ha I mean, I've had, I've not had a stat that happened not show up for me. I've been lucky in that regard. I got crushed with a couple big injuries that really swung. Um, but no, I mean, that shit happens. And what's very cool about gambling Twitter People like me, people like you guys, big name guys, if they see people with tickets that got robbed, we blow it up. Oh, yeah. I love that shit. Oh, yeah. I'm tagging this, I'm three tagging that, make it right. I love that shit. And a, lot of, and a lot of books, I give them credit, they update it. They do what's right. They realize there's so many different opportunities if you go from a FanDuel to a DraftKings to a Caesars. 
you can lose someone really, really quick. Um, and it's for what, you know, what could be a couple bucks to them, um, pay it out. So I, I do like how the gambling Twitter community really looks out for one another in that regard, because um, in why I think it's so, so much of a community is we're not playing each other. It's not fantasy football. It's us versus the book. Exactly. So there's, there's going to be more of that cohesiveness in gambling Twitter versus other kind of communities, because when I win, you can win. If you lose, shit, I've been there too, man. Right. We're trying to take their money, not each other. Mm-hmm. So I think that is a very cool thing about gambling Twitter. Let me take this to a whole different uh, side of this uh, conversation here. I noticed that you have all this Ram stuff behind oh, you, boy. and you tweeted about your, you know, your wife buying you this the Giants Rams tickets. Oh, that's, that's and I'm a Giants guy, so obviously I didn't want to see that game. I knew they were <laughs> going to lose that game anyway. But um, talk to to us a little bit about how that became a thing, how you're a Rams fan. Is that all LA sports or just the Rams? So um, I'll start with the Rams thing. Uh, my father grew up in Arizona. Um, he, he, they didn't have the Cardinals at that point. Um, so it was a lot of West Coast teams. It was, you know, the John Madden Raiders. It was Deacon Jones, the fearsome foursome. He just loved the horns as a kid. He ran with it, um, moved to Jersey when he was like 12 or 13. Uh, and then when I was born, he just made me a Rams fan by default. Um, so I've kind of been the odd man out like elementary school, middle school, high school, but I thought it was cool. I, you know, I love the colors. I love the horn. Um, there was some down years. There was, you know, now we're going through some good ones. Um, but I'm 32. So I was, um, fifth grade during the greatest show on turf, uh, seventh grade when Vinatieri kicked the field goal and started the dynasty. Um, so that's, that's my football fandom. It is diehard Rams. I've traveled to St. Louis twice. I've traveled to LA twice. I've been to Seattle once. Um, whenever they come to MetLife, whether it's Giants or Jets, I got to catch the game. And I will say Giants fans and Jets fans are very cool. Um, if you go to a Jets game and it's a division, like you go to a Jets or Giants game and it's divisional, He's not doing they it. give you a lot of shit. There's no rivalry between the Rams and Giants. There's no rivalry to the Rams and Jets. Um, okay. They, I, I didn't get heckled, and I was respectful too. So okay. I'll, you know, I'm with my girl. I want to get my ass. Beat. Well, also, and, and, you, and you wouldn't. <laughs> that wouldn't happen in uh, in MetLife. You know where it would happen. Ding, 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 ding. Lincoln Financial hey, hey, Field, ladies and that, gentlemen. That That's where a, that bullshit goes on. That is a complete on. misconception. <laughs> I don't know. That about is. That. We do not start anything. I've ah, heard ah, stories. Yeah, you have. I've seen potties. I've seen porta potties flipped at Phillies Mets games. For like a regular season, one of 180. It's like, dude, this game don't fucking matter. You flip it. And like, he's covered in shit in front of his kid. He's got to do something. Like, it's Thank just you. a terrible Thank situation. You. It's, to be it's, a, it's a Philly culture, bro. I played a high school football <laughs> game my senior year. We're walking on the field. There's six girls really saying, fuck you, and throwing the middle finger up to me. So, yeah, I think it's just a Philly culture. I happen to love it. <laughs> All the rest of the fans love it. But, I right, who? Oh, uh, next question, though. So, you, I'm catching a drift here that you're kind of like Jerry and kind of like Cap. That sense where you guys kind of skate around. You guys are a fan of an LA team fan of a New York team, fan of a Orlando team. So where do the rest of your teams, how did you decide to be a fan of those certain teams from outside the areas? Because I kind of don't agree with that. I'm I'm more especially like, listen, this is my sports town. I fuck with Philly or I fuck with Orlando. I fuck with my aunt. So who are the rest of your teams and why did you choose to do that way or go that way? So to clarify, I'm not a Fairweather fan. I do not jump bandwagons. Okay. I've been diehard Rams my there whole life. Okay. There you go. Good disclaimer. Um, Professional. And that's for NFL. Um, I do have a home. T- I mean, I got, I'd never played hockey, um, but I, New Jersey only has one team left. Uh, Devils games are cheap. 
I don't know all the rules to hockey. I just respect the only thing Jersey has right now, and it's the Devils. Sure. So I root sure. for the Devils. Yeah. Um, and then NBA, this is very controversial, and it's a very generational thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's LeBron James, where I, I've okay. you got to realize at the time in my life when basketball really started to mean something. Um, so like 2003, I was a freshman in high school. Um, LeBron James, and then pri- <laughs> that was his rookie year. Prior to um, you know, prior to him coming out, I'm in middle school. We're watching uh, St. Vincent St. Mary's games on ESPN. So they were hyping this kid as the second coming, um, and I was in my formidable years. So I, I rode with LeBron the whole way. I realize it's a millennial thing to root for a guy, not a a team. Um, But I think he's, you know, and this is where I get roasted. I do think he's the GOAT. Um, we won't we, get roasted. Yeah, we won't get roasted well, by us. Well, welcome to the Thank actually the winners table, the, the smart people table. Welcome there you the go. Club. There you God go. God damn. Another member. So does that mean you were essentially following him? So you followed him to the Cavs you, as he bounced around. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that's that's, that's uh, respectable. Yeah. That to me sometimes that's more respectable than the fucker that's from Tennessee and he's just a diehard Lakers fan or he's just a diehard Yankees fan. I kind of salute that a little bit more. Yeah. It, and the shit I would catch is so you got to realize I'm a Rams fan who rooted through terrible yeah. Steve Spagnola, like the worst five-year stretch in NFL history. And then they'd be like, oh, you're a bandwagon fan. I'm like, I'm a fucking bandwagon fan. I haven't seen a playoff game in eight years. I'm rooting for the Rams and you're calling me a bandwagon fan. So it hurt, um, but I feel like I was on the right side of history. And then when the day comes, I'm going to root for LeBron James Jr. I just, I, that's um, kind of my transition. I go. hope, I hope, fingers crossed, no pressure on me. <laughs> yeah, no pressure, of course. I, I figured you were going to say for basketball, when you said it was generational. Nixon Nets. I thought he was going to say New Jersey Nets generational. Yep. So I followed him to Brooklyn. Mm. So I'm not a bandwagon when they got all these guys and it became this yeah. quote unquote super team. That's where I thought you were going to go with generational. Was that ever a thought process with you growing up or no? I always, I mean, I went to Nets games. I just, like, my dad took me to NBA games. I always liked the Nets. I took, like, a college sports journalism course. I got to, like, go into the Nets locker room and write an article. Nice. So I always respected the Nets. Um, and I love Kyrie as a Jersey guy. Uh, so, I, I mean, I root for Kyrie on the court. Um, I, I think he's, I think he's, uh, you know, he's the best Jersey player I think we've ever seen. Uh, doesn't get enough credit or respect in the NBA. Um, I got a cool story. My buddy who, hey, you guys, UPenn, right? You're in Philly, yep, right? Yep, yep, yep. All right, UPenn. My buddy when I went to high school with all-time leading assists in UPenn history, Zach Rosen. Um do you know, I don't know if you know the name, he was a big dude in Philly. So I played him when growing up. Um, he, I, I talked to him. He got a tryout with the 76ers in the summer league. Didn't make it. Goes over to Israel, plays in the Maccabi League. I asked him, I was like, who's, you've played against talent. Who's the best player you've ever played against? He's like, I literally couldn't stand in front of Kyrie Irving. Couldn't stand in front of him. Like, he's just that electric of an offensive player. Um, and he was, I, I, so I, I, I always, that. yeah. I took that story and I'm like, I gotta respect the shit out of this kid. He played at St. Pat's, which is 15 yeah. minutes from me and Elizabeth. Uh, my girl's from Elizabeth, so um, all respect to Kyrie and, and I guess keeping the Jersey thing going. Yeah. So are go. you? So are you like South Jersey? Mm-mm. Uh, depending who you talk to, there so, is a Central Jersey. I'm about to say, so you're, <laughs> so you're in that part of Jersey where there's <laughs> and it doesn't fucking exist. I'm, you're just not. You're not a part of the whole uh, thing going on in Jersey. You guys. Are so no, I'm there. like I'm 25 minutes south in Newark. Um, like my girl works in Newark. I'm in Avenel next to Rawway. I can be in Manhattan in 50 minutes on a train. Okay. Not bad. Okay. So it's like South Jersey, but more like North Jersey a little bit. 
Uh, yeah, north. Okay. Essentially. So back, so back to the gambling side of things, because I need to figure out how yeah. to make some more fucking money off of these props. How do you... So I like to hear people's processes so we asked kenny this thing and he's a real big analytics guy he was like numbers and things like that we talked to cap caps like listen i watch the games i watch the games over twice three times to get a feel of things with matchups and what's going on, on the court how do you go, do, go through your research is it more of like the eye test more numbers do you use there's that app or that program called prop.cast that i've been using recently now it's really Love fucking good guys. shout out to that guy he's a fucking beast how do you do your research and how do you come up with your plays um i mean i'm watching insane amount of sports so going into it i look at a line a lot of times when they put the lines out it's pretty close to season averages and i'll look at a line and go oh that's probably not at his season average that gets me looking into it okay. um and then obviously the game and the matchup and the game script depending on what sport it is what am i looking at if it's you know this is the worst you're looking at the tampa bay bucks it's going to be a high scoring game they have the worst pass defense in the nfl all right, who are they playing? Do they have a good number one wide receiver? What's his line at? How did they perform against other number one like wide receivers? What did they do against Terry McLaurin? So, yes, I use data. Um, that goes without saying. But when you watch enough sports, you start to get a feel for things like that. Uh, game scripts. Um, you know, you, you're start, you can ride things that aren't analytical. I was all over Cincinnati last week over Baltimore. Why? You got Baltimore coming off the win streak they were on. You're on such a high of 66-yard field goal. Chiefs on Sunday night football. Uh, they smoked the Chargers. You're coming to all these big high-energy wins, and now you're going to play the Bengals, who you've owned for the last couple of years. And I'm looking at that, and I'm like, something ain't right there. Give me the six and a half. And then let's bring a little bit on the money line. And I like Joe Mixon because if the Bengals are going to have any success, they're going to be running the ball. Sounds so, like me. So, yes, there is data. There has to be data. But you also have to have a feel for the sports that you're capping. Yes. Like, I won't cap hockey or baseball because I don't know shit about it. But right. football and basketball, golf, I'm in my zone. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. okay. Bring it back. Bring it back. Before I get to this okay. next point. Wait, we got a little. You said little... golf. I mean. Oh, do you swing it? Do, do you have a little? <laughs> I, was, I was on the golf team in high school. Let's go. I, um, I play not well. Um, but I play. I've been playing since I was eight. I have two medals in the chip putt in drive competition. Oh, that's when I was like sick. Nine years old. That's sick. Hey, we play too. So if you want, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Hey, 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 Next wait. season, I'll take a ride, man. Oh. Right. That's that's fine because now we, we got, we're doing some stuff with Kenny and Birdman uh, next week and getting some golf stuff out. But yeah, we'll be oh, at, yeah. after we're done this stuff, we'll, we'll, we'll get on that because that's going to be great. Um, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about you know, your experience with dimers and, and we'll get to that, you know, the explanation and, and all that. But I am only mentioning them for this point because you had a play on their Instagram or their Twitter. Maybe it was both, which was Matthew Stafford over in touchdowns last week. Um, now, is this maybe a little bit of like a favoritism card there? Or is it just because, you know, your explanation on that? And I saw it, um, you know, is that. Matthew Stafford in a revenge game against the Lions against his former team at plus money. Yep. I mean, why would you not take that? And also, we also had Manny and I have been going back and forth with this Cooper Cup and Robert Woods debate on when Goff was there, it was 50% of the time it was it was Robert Woods. 50% of the time it was Cooper Cup. This year, it's like 10 receptions, 156 yards, two touchdowns. Cooper Cup's getting this like, you know, he's about to, I told you this stat when we last chatted. It's like he's about to, he's, he's on pace to have the highest amount of wide receiver fantasy points ever recorded. Um, so, and then, you know, obviously I want you to touch on the Matthew Stafford, but you've been high on Cooper Cup. 
And when you went to the Giants and Rams game, you had Cooper Cup to score those two touchdowns. So, I mean, is this just you being a Rams fan that you know this stuff? Or is it just the research that you just spoke about? Well, what do, what do we just say? We said, yeah, you got to have some data. You also got to have an idea what you're capping. I probably watch the Rams more than any other team. Right. Do I bet Cooper Cup to score two touchdowns every single week? No, I don't. Do I bet Matt Stafford to throw over two and a half touchdowns every single week? No, I don't. But if I see spots where I agree with it, I'm getting the value at plus money with Matt Stafford in a revenge game. Okay, that's all, you know, that's a little off script. Um, but data says he's hit this in three of six and he's playing a soft team. They're about to hit a three-game stretch. He's really building his MVP um, season. He's putting this together. Okay, I got some data. I got some, some you know, some good vibes off the field. Um, and, yeah, I'm a Rams fan. It was my lock of the week. It hit. So <laughs> I, I don't – I don't have a, you know, I don't have a definitive answer on that. I just, I, you know, you got to feel it out. Um, the Cooper Cup thing, I'm blown away as you guys. I mean, I mean I he was also mess. plus 500 in that too, which is also so shitty. Like, I'm really going to take a guy to score two touchdowns at plus 500. That's like Aaron Jones tonight at plus 400. I yeah. get everybody's out, but that's besides the point. Yeah. I mean, that, and what's the really shitty thing about that bet is I had Cup to Jonathan Taylor to. Najee Harris too, right? Yeah, that it was like twenty to pay. I don't know, like a couple grand. Yep, I remember, I saw the tweet. Taylor uh-huh. two hits, yep. Cup two hits. Najee Harris gets the first touchdown. They're sitting on the one yard line. They give it to Eric Ebron, and yep. I'm fucking throwing and ripping pillows all over the. It's, yeah, my my wife just thinks I'm a I'm a nut. Um, but yeah, man, it's part feel. It, it, it you have to have data. There, there, you have to have a mixture. But looking at it, I watch more Rams than any other team. I have a good feel for these sure. things. I don't bet it every week. If I bet it every th- week, hit me with the homer card. But <laughs> if I throw it out there once every four weeks, I think you, a little bit of credibility to it. Okay, so you kind of fed me this question. So is Cooper Cup your MVP? MVP of the season? Yes. No, it's an MVP. It's okay, a, it's okay. A I was going to say, I was, I was like, that's my MVP. Team, but that is kind of valuable. I mean, I was you had my eyes raising on that. I was like, okay. Uh, uh I, the only other non-quarterback, I think Derrick Henry is the I one. I knew who, you were going to say that. Because, so, so, I mean, if you're going to go non-quarterback, but it's going to be a quarterback. So it is what yeah. it is. So I need a ticket to put in after this show. So who was the MVP pick this year, Pop Holiday? Oh, shit. No uh, preparation. Uh, on the spot. Uh, on the spot. You think you would sprinkle some? I, and I know, like, you know, cappers don't like the word sprinkle. But you think you would do that with um, uh, with Matthew Stafford? I've already done it with Matthew Stafford okay. at 18 okay. one. Um, it's probably down to 10 to one right now. Yeah. Uh, but going with my a non Rams pick, um, I think Josh Allen, you're going to see the second half of the season really Ooh, turn okay. it up. Okay. There, there's a recipe to being the MVP. You have to be a quarterback. You have to have a top two team in your conference. You have to, let's say over, I mean, now that we have 17 games called over 4,500 yards um, and 30 plus touchdowns, there's only going to be about five or six guys that really have that opportunity you can narrow that field down pretty quickly. So that's my little recipe for MVP. QB, top two in your conference, 4,500 yards, 30-plus touchdowns. You look at the guys who can do that this year, um, and you could probably narrow down your MVP odds. That's great. Um, all right, let's dive into a little bit about what you do um, outside of, of gambling but still in this, in this sports media space, I guess I should say. Um, so talk to us a little about what you do for Dimers. And then your podcast, uh, Bankroll Blitz, and, and how that started and when. Yeah. Um, so, with I mean, Dimers are awesome. They, they reached out to me um, a couple months ago, uh, a little bit before when I hit the big one. 
that when I hit the big one, they're like, we definitely want to start working with you guys. Yeah, baby. Uh, with me. Um, I do articles for them. I, I do articles. I do Sunday night football. I do Thursday night. I'm sorry. I do Monday night football. I do Thursday night football. I give them a weekly rundown of my favorite three player props. So they're getting at least three or four articles from me. And now I'm going to start doing quick hit videos. My That's lock good. of the week. I'm one and oh to start the lock of the week. So I'm filtering through some plays now to find my next one. But the Dimers guys are awesome. I'm trying to get some Dimers merch. I don't know if you guys got hooked up, but I need yeah, a hoodie. We got the, we got the I need a hat. Yeah, we have We didn't get the care package. Oh, we, we I got to get the care package. Both. Maybe after this, maybe being on with you guys, they really see. <laughs> there you um, go. Yeah. Get, yo, get him a yeah, care because, package. Yeah, you because know, we, can, we can actually confidently and proudly say now we are collabing with other guys that uh, we can say we're colliding with Look our coworkers. Can we not Look say that? that? I mean, what the hell? <laughs> Dude, they did a cool thing with, um, what was his name? Parlay J. They did something in East Brunswick in Jersey. We were there. We guys. were there. Yeah. I was supposed to go to that. I got caught up in something. I wanted to do another one, whether it be Philly, whether it be, you know, Hoboken, Jersey City. Hey, we got to show up and represent hey, Diamond. Pro- hey, listen, hey, hey. I don't do a lot of leaking, but I would just keep that <laughs> eye open. Just leave one eye open for that announcement coming way soon all right man but back, to, back to the interview. back to the bankroll oh, blitz before we keep leaking too much bullshit oh. um tell yes. us uh so bankroll blitz uh my boy brad thomas um he me and him came together he does a lot of straight plays over unders teasers i do a lot of player props i was working with him online we reached out i was like dude we should do something we're pretty well connected like you know we we get along with everybody you mentioned it kind of earlier in the podcast like you don't start no shit. You seem like you really like being here and you enjoy what you're doing. Mm-hmm. People in the community see that. So we've been able to get prop that guy. We got Bo, prop stars. Um, you know, we got monotone football. So we're getting the big names in gambling Twitter to come on because they they like us. They respect what we do. Um, and we think that's beneficial. So you're getting three plays from me, three plays from Brad, and we're putting together a group TD parlay. We were one off last week with prop stars. We went five out of six. Would have been a nice catch if Aaron Jones got one in, but um, we're just having fun with it. I mean, it's not sponsored by nothing. Me and him just enjoy each enjoy working with each other. Um, I think he's a cool dude. I think we play off each other pretty well. Um, and and talking about sports, man, it's it's you guys get it. You're sitting there doing the same thing. No, I was. It's just I was a good time. Say, you um, first of all, I tune into the fucking break, bro. Blitz for losing out on money. Like if we just straight bet these fucking touchdown scores right. here, I mean, five out of six, I'm making. Oh some yeah. Money. Holy shit. Anyway, so you were talking about how you guys came with the idea of the podcast and like you just kind of talked to each other like, hey, like, fuck it, let's just do it. And it's it's crazy because this is probably the second time I told this story on this podcast. But the way me and him made this podcast is just insane. Like I go to the gym late one day. He happens to be in the gym. He we talk. I hop on his old show. Couple things go on in his direction. He goes on to do a show by himself. I hop on as a guest of that show. Like, listen, this was pretty fucking cool. Let's just keep doing it. There's something about that's like that spontaneous decision. I feel like that was another spontaneous decision you made to hop on gambling Twitter as well. So, like, what I would I, I want to say, give people advice, but tell people like just the importance of just trusting your gut when you get those feelings that like not 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 gambling. No, not gambling. Like, I'm not putting 300 on this team. No, no, no. I'm saying like there's something that I want to do or something that I can give to the world. Like, I had this gut feeling. I don't know if I should do it or not. Like. Kind of talk about how your, your thought process, how you had the confidence to go out and make this content and do things like this. And what some if someone's struggling right now at home and they want to do something, they can't find the courage to do it. What would you say to them? Do it because you love it. Mm-hmm. If you do anything, don't do it for followers. Don't do it for clout. Don't do it because you think you're going to make it at ESPN. That's cool if it happens. If you do this because you love it, it will never feel like work. People will gravitate towards that. 
Um, and at the, and if nothing else happens, you're having a good time. Like you literally, if you guys did a podcast and no one watched it, I'm guessing the two of you would still have a blast. Still cool. But people can tell that the two of you like doing this and they want to watch. And whether that's a podcast, whether that's creating a Twitter, a TikTok, whatever the hell you want to do, do it because you enjoy it. And it'll never feel like work. Um, I, I, I'm mad it took me to, you know, 31, 32 to figure that shit out. I wish I did it earlier. Um, my wife, I was on the fence. Um, and she was like, just do it. Just see what happens. If no one does it, who gives a shit? Oh, that's um, awesome. So I, like I had that, I tried doing stand-up comedy like no six, way. seven years ago. Yeah, you're fucking what? joking. I tried, I got, I actually went on stage as a comedy seller in, uh, in New York city. Um, I did like a five minute set nervous as all hell had a couple drinks in me, but it was like, it was just my dream. It was, I had to do comedy. And what's cool about comedy is you're never going to play at the garden. You're never going to go to MetLife and run it down. I was on the same stage as Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan, Bill Burr. It is, it's really cool. So I, I mean, that was my dream. I got it from her pushing me. She's just saying, do it, get it off your bucket list. This was something similar. Get it off your bucket list. You can tell by the way we're talking. It's it's easy to communicate. It's fun. Yeah. Um. And I'm rolling with it, man. I'm rolling with the punches. I have no expectations, and that's the way to live this or or anything you're doing, man. Do it because you love it. Yeah. And so far, I think for the people that are listening right now, I think you gotta understand that, yo, the moral of so of that kind of response there is is what you're saying to go for it. Um. And it sounds like you've been through enough experiences where you can come back and say like, look. I literally am, you know, I'm doing a full-time job. Mm-hmm. I'm on gambling Twitter, right? I, you what just else? say that, you know, I, I went out, I was a stand-up comic. Like, what that's else? just insane. So some of the questions that we ask, you know, these gamblers that have come on, these professional gamblers that are, you know, in my eyes, basically doing a, a second job, how do you almost balance that aspect of, you know, I got to respond to these kids on Twitter. I got to make sure I get my plays out. Some of these guys that are following me are only here for my plays and that's it. But there's other guys that are just here to see me tweet, kind of just mess around, have a good time and also get my plays. How do you balance that with doing a whole nine to five and then, oh, the games are on in two and a half hours. I got to get this shit out. I got to eat. I got to do this. How do you do all that? Some days are easier than others, man. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and be like, ah, you know, I just love it. Nah, man. Um, it's, it's been, you know, just like we talked about it, like I just got married, my wife sometimes, you know, she, she just sees me watching sports fucking Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. Okay. It's take Friday night off Saturday night. I can let college football go, but Sunday she knows not to make any plans. Right. Um, with work, work, it was a lot easier when I was home, um, you know, 24 seven because of COVID. I just started going back to like the actual office. That's an hour commute that way. It's an hour commute home. Um, the way you make it work. You don't get up at seven or eight. You get up at six. You don't go to bed at 10. You go to bed at 11 or 12. Your, you know, your sleep gets a little bit less. But like we said, if you love doing it, it's, it's not work. It's, you know, you, you're having a good time. So um, I, I do have to start giving a little bit more time to, you know, to the wife. We're, we're negotiating a house right now, trying to buy our first home together. There you go. Ooh, that's for taking you. a little bit of time. I got a golden doodle. I got to walk twice a day or he shits <laughs> on the floor. So it's, you know, you make time for the thing. Anyone's like, oh, I don't have time. No, bullshit. You make time for the things right. you love doing. Um, it's just some days a little bit harder than others. So you, you pointed out if there's a day where you don't see Prop Holiday tweeting as much, probably had a rough day at work. Probably had his wife telling him, you know, we need to make dinner. We need to go out to dinner. 
Right. Those things happen, man. Yeah, but sure. at the end of the day, you um, you plan around it. You get a little bit less sleep. So, so let me I'm rebound so this for one second. Let me rebound okay, this for ahead. one second. Do you ever? Do you feel like? And we've asked this question to almost all these guys as well. And I think it's a great question for guys that are you know professional cappers in, in this uh, in this gambling space. Um, do you see yourself not doing you know doing this gambling capping all this kind of stuff? Do you see yourself doing this full time um, and you know leaving that full time job? and taking this over. Obviously, we've seen Cap do it. Um, you know, I know... We also asked Jerry and Kenny the same question. We, they yeah, both, we, they gave, yeah. gave, they're on a different side of the spectrum, so it's actually, like, interesting kind of thing to hear, like, what side you're kind of on that. I, I mean, I would welcome it with open arms. I think where I'm different than other people is... I think someone like Cap, like, he's a big VIP guy. Yeah. And he's damn good at it and deserves every dollar he makes. Um, I don't think I would ever be a VIP guy. Um, I think I you think say that. I think my goal, um, I pitched the idea. I mean, not pitched the idea. I tweeted at Complex Sports. I would love to see gambling become so mainstream right. that it's just like cooking shows. Like I want, remember TRL? I want to be the Carson Daly of gambling. <laughs> I, I want, I want to, I want I to you. have, yeah. I want to have Action Bronson on every week, or you know, and have you know Michael B. Jordan and be like, yo, let's make a parlay. Right. Me and a celebrity, me and a musician, me and an ex-athlete can't do it with with you know, sure. still playing uh-huh. athletes. Evander like, Kane. They're betting too. Though. <laughs> let's let's make sports gambling as mainstream as everything else in this world: music, art, cooking. And that's where my goal would be is I would love to, to, you know, get, you know, complex sports, prop holidays, you know, web show, 20 minutes, me chopping up a Wiz Khalifa, probably betting the Steelers. Oh, I'm nice. doing this. Check out Wiz Khalifa's parlay for the week featuring prop holiday. Like that would be oh, my great. dream. Four twenty parlay on April 20th with Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> that should be fire. So, you know, um, that's damn. Uh, that's the goal. That, that would 100% be the goal. Like, I would love to see gambling go mainstream and not have kind of that negative connotation to it because i feel like there's always that thing attached to it. like well you're gonna go you said it when we had cat you're gonna I lose your said, house yep. and you're gonna you're gonna be on the side of but the road the way you got nothing. i see it is to me if you manage your bank all right and you don't bet more than like it's such a healthy escape like okay i i might not be able to throw a 20 dollar parlay like the long shot jerry's playing for 20 i might play it for for five dollars 522 you know my yeah. units yeah but for me doing that research and finding an edge in this guy like and he hits it no matter if I have $4, 40 20 100 To me, that shit is so fun just knowing, like, yo, I dead ass just sat here for, like, two hours. And I was like, I yes, called this. that's yeah. been fucking bane tonight. 15 <laughs> points, lock it in, and he hits it. There's I, no better feeling than that. I use the same, the same analogy I use is you spend 20 bucks, you go to the movies, you get entertained for two and a half hours. If I throw $10 on a Thursday night same game parlay, I'm entertained for three and a half hours. Yep. If you do a Sunday parlay, and your one o'clock games and your parlay's alive at the four, you're gonna have the most fun you've ever had on a Sunday for five bucks, ten bucks. Yep. So I, I do. I'm very big on bet responsibly. Um, I do think this is a form of entertainment, and I do think it's gonna be as at home as cooking, art, music. And we talk about things being taboo. It used to be that way. Mm-hmm. It's creeping up. I mean, we're seeing ESPN. We're seeing Fox Sports have betting shows. Yep. Yep. The lines are now going down yep. the bottom tickers. Love that. Fox Sports. We just saw, I mean, we're seeing it now over the last couple of years, you know, like marijuana was taboo. Seth Rogen has his own strain of weed. Like things that were taboo are changing, like turning the tides culturally. And I think gambling is the next wave of that. And it's still billion with a B and we're at the tip. It's in the infancy, tip of the iceberg with gambling. So 
I see it happening. I, I want to be at the forefront of it. Um, but not no VIPs in my future. I ain't that damn good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just feel like, because like, for me, like, I, I'm not going to say I'm getting better. But I feel like there's so many, like the time I use just looking at scores and looking at boxers and shit, I feel like I could be using that so worse, like through Instagram or through Twitter or through TikTok, whatever the fuck. But nah, I'm like breaking down these games. I mean, it helps that I talk about sports every fucking day so I can tell other people like, yeah, I, I'm spending this much time on this because I'm right. talking about sports all the time. But even if you aren't, like there's hobbies that don't sharpen you mentally. I feel like if you want to actually bet well and bet properly, you have to be sharp. When you're breaking on these games, you have to be sharp. So honestly, when people have that debate, I think it's a healthy fucking escape if you bet responsibly. But I, I, yeah. I, I, I think it's a healthy escape. I can't see the argument for it's not, not being so. Also, unless you just it don't makes the possibly. games that, you know, you don't want to watch or you wouldn't normally watch. <laughs> You'd be, to your point of entertainment. at 12? You know? Let's go, baby. I'm you know what I mean? Like, like, for example, two weeks ago, we saw Jets and Falcons. Yep. Nobody at 9.30 a.m. Who in the white state of mind wants to say, you know what? I'm going to wake up extra early today and get prepared for a Jets and Falcons game. You know what I did? I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to think that the Jets can cover three. So I don't care. Here you go. They didn't cover. Yes. It don't matter. But how excited I was to wake up at 8 a.m. on a Sunday, put on a pot of coffee, and watch it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So soon. I love it. But I'm I was, saying. I was just, so I'm going off track. My fault, bro. I So we were watching the morning games, me and my pop. And I was like, don't you think it would be a great idea? Instead of that one bullshit game they have on the four o'clock slate that nobody watches, like Red Zone doesn't even turn to unless something happens. Why not have that game at nine thirty every week? I'm right with you. The Premier League goes from nine a.m. seven thirty a.m. sometimes at three. Why can't we go from nine a.m. to whenever the fuck at night? I mean, it's football. What do you think that'd be a good idea? You're not against my pot was. Oh no, I'm I'm in it, and that that's hundred percent a great idea. That's the vibe on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. If you go to the West Coast, they wake up at. 9 a.m. and football's on in an hour. Right. Their day is done by the Sunday night football is done by seven or eight o'clock. I know. It's like crazy. It's, uh, I went and then we're going out. When I went to the <laughs> when I went to the Seattle Rams game by 7:30, like the game was over, and she's like, "Yeah, the day's done." I'm like, "This is fucking awesome." I'm gonna be up till midnight. I'm gonna be up at 6 a.m. for work. I'm cracking a beer with breakfast, watching the 10 a.m. game. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it is honestly, I. Obviously, I love Jersey. The West Coast got sports down pat. It is the way to live to start at 10 and be done by 7, be asleep by 10 o'clock on a Sunday and watch all your sports. All your sports. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's circle this back to gambling for a little bit. So um, we've talked a lot about your success in parlays. You know, you've had your big your big uh, college football play. Um, and, you know, we talked about your Cooper Cup, two TDs and Jonathan Taylor and that big parlay. It seems like you're more of a parlay better. And we, we talked to a bunch of guys that are uh, more on the side of straight betters. And you know who I'm talking about when I say the straight betters. But you also have your plays that, you know, like you said, your, your lock of the week, which was Stafford's over in touchdowns, and that was a straight bet. So um, what is that thought process in terms of building your parlays versus, you know what, I'm not going to put this – I may put this one in there, but I'm going to take this one straight. Because I think a lot of problems with uh, – I, I guess I should say – inexperienced or not as educated um i'm not gonna say uneducated i'm just gonna say right. not as educated betters is they'll say i'll make the i'll make the parlay i'll make a four or five leg parlay uh, i won't stake you know any straights and i'll just and it loses but it goes two or three for five and in the back of your mind you're like well i mean i knew two of them were gonna hit why didn't i just put five or ten bucks on two of the straights you know what i mean so what, what's kind of the thought process in terms of building that parlay versus saying i'm gonna just do some straights here and there and kind of um, build my bankroll versus putting 20 bucks on a parlay and losing it all. 
Uh, I mean, I really think it depends what you're trying to get out of gambling. If, if you're trying to get entertainment out of gambling, keep your risk low, do your parlays, you know, don't lose more than, I mean, I don't know what anyone's bankroll is, but um, if you're just doing parlays, you're going to get your entertainment value. You may hit one over the course of the whole season. You may hit none. Um, but if you're going into it, like I'm probably going to lose, but I'm going to, I'm going to have the rush of my life. Cause some, you know, people pay good money for stuff like that. Um, then by all means myself, I have probably of all my plays, I probably have three or four that I'm like, these get one unit, they get one and a half unit. They keep my bankroll going. Um, and then I'll take like three or four parlays, a quarter of a unit, a 10th of a unit. This is my entertainment. Check in, making sure my bankroll is still going on the phone, but my touchdown parlay is where my brain's at once the bets are in. So um, I I would say bankroll management is very, very important. What you're trying to get out of it is is more important. There are people who do straight bets, only straight bets, and they're like, I'm going to win 50 units over the course of this season, whatever a unit is to you. And that is equally as entertaining. And maybe they don't want entertainment. Maybe they'll even watch the game. Maybe they just want I'm going to make 50 units. Yeah. No, I, um, I love this. I love this. I, the only reason why I, I, I had it, I'm sorry, I had to cut you off. I, I, I love this because that to me, no one's right. No one's wrong. That's the fucking right way to gamble. Okay. You, you, <laughs> you break down the games. You say, and this is how I gamble. He can, he can tell you if I'm lying or not. You get your three, four games. And this under this spread, this prop. All right. Unit here, unit here, unit here. Then I'm putting a couple bucks in this two touchdown parlay. I'm putting a little five leg prop leg. But where I disagreed with you is your focus goes to the parlay and not the straights. See, I'll watch my straights all day. I'll watch all my straights. I'll just casually go in the score app. Uh, He didn't score yet. All right. So (laughs) how I I can't because that's where my money is. So you rather watch the long shot than than the actual big money play. Why is that? I watch well. I watch red zone unless okay, there, unless okay. there's like so. Okay. I watch red zone. Okay. Um, I know when I when I have my straights, um, I know where my money's at. You know, I don't go higher than one or two units depending on a play, depending on how many drinks I have. But um, <laughs> I, I I I can keep an eye on that. Um, in the back of my head, in you know, past couple months, shit, I got a wedding to pay for. Now it's shit, I got a house to pay for. This you know, this one unit is going to keep me going the next week. Yeah, it's going to keep me going to the following week. Mm-hmm. And that I trusted. This parlay that, you know, got my heart racing. I got my Fitbit going through. When I was, <laughs> when I, my parlay, right? No bullshit. I'm at the last leg of my parlay. It's a West Coast game for 27 Gs. I'm standing still in my living room, three feet from a 65-inch TV. <laughs> my heart rate's at 180. Standing. Not walking steps or jumping around just just still that's there's no you're, you're just like that's a full that's a hundred meter dash heart rate bro. i yes and you know people pay good money for drugs that do that yes. and this was you know a hundred dollar get your money back parlay that's so uh, you know i trust in my process i trust in my street plays i trust that my bankroll will be there in the following week um my entertainment my red zone my sundays are hoping I hit a big dog. So, so, so essentially, it's like I know this. These couple straights like should hit. I'm gonna check them every now and again. These couple parlays could potentially change my life. So I'm going to make sure I watch these and don't miss that moment. That's basically what you're saying. More or less, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for some of the guys that are watching this right now, yes, you. I see you smiling at the screen. You want to hear the picks 
that prop has for the weekend and for Sunday's slate. So if you have any picks that you would like to share with us, now would be the time to please these people that are going to be in your DMs. Well, why didn't you send a pick out on the podcast? <laughs> Uh, I got a couple. I got a couple I'm looking at this week. It's always tough earlier in the week when lines are just trickling in. Right. Um, first one, kind of an oddball. And if you guys follow me or know anything about me, um, I zag a lot. I'm a big zag guy. Mm-hmm. People, are, you know, everyone's running in. I'm running. Everyone's running away from the fire. I'm running towards it. Um, Hayden Hurst over 19 and a half receiving yards. Okay. okay. Why? Kyle Pitts is essentially a wide receiver too. He's not. He's not a tight end. You got and you Calvin took Ridley him. And you took him last week. You yep. took Kyle Pitts last week, and your other Dimers oh, play. Great pick. He was over forty nine and a half. You'll never see the line that low again the rest of the season. That's right. Kyle, Kyle Pitts is essentially a wide receiver too in this offense. He runs a different route tree. Don't let him. Don't let anything that says tight end fool you. They tell you otherwise. Hayden Hurst in the last two weeks since Kyle Pitts has really blown up has essentially become their starting tight end. He's had twenty three plus yards in the last two weeks. His lines at nineteen and a half. Um, I like it this low. I like it with a teen 19 um, for what he's essentially become a number one tight end in an offense where Pitts has established himself as the two. Um, they're coming out of a bye week. The really Kyle Pitts has kind of settled in as this. He's one of the highest graded rookies in the NFL right now. He's one of the highest graded tight ends as a rookie. They're out there. They've established themselves and they're going to get the attention from safeties, double coverage. Defenses will scheme against them. You got Hayden Hurst. It's essentially him getting two or three catches. He has a little bit more athleticism than you'd think. Um, so at 19 and a half, I love this line. I love it too. That's great. I love it. I love it too. I was going to ask. So that, so I don't say you err on the side of, how do I say this? Okay. So when I look at people who bet props on Sundays, right? You would expect like just the person that's just on the street and you tell them, Hey, you can pick anybody this weekend and go over receiving yards, over receptions, over rushing yards. Who are you going to pick? Well, you know, let me get Derrick Henry. Let me get Julio. Let me get Devontae. But when I watch these guys bet props, they're going for more of like the lower key the guys. Lower key guys mm-hmm. The MBSs, maybe the Christian Kirks, the guys like that. Yeah. So are you sharp? Are those, is that where the sharp lines are? First question. Second question is how important is it to get on these lines early? Because I'll see you, for instance, you'll tweet a play on like a Thursday or a Wednesday, you were a prop bet guy. And I'll, ch- and I'll be on, it'll be, it'll be me on Sunday. I swear this happened to me on plenty on Sundays. I'll be like, all right, let me see what prop Holly had. Go through his props. All right, cool. Cooper Cup over seven, nine and a half. Cool. I'll go to MGM or wherever I'm betting. He's at 89. I can't take that. <laughs> so how is it, how important is it to go in these lines early? And are the lower key guys, the more sharp guys to bet? I do think the lower key guys, you can get more of an angle on because a lot of lines and a lot of trends are being pushed by the public. Mm-hmm. Who's the public like? Now, I'm I'm not a Joe Schmo when it comes to gambling. I bet such volume and I pay attention. But any Tom, Dick, and Harry that's going to bet, you know, I heard of Derrick Henry. I heard of, you know, Amari Cooper. These lines get flushed as soon as they come out by regular guys, regular girls betting, and it tips their lineup. Cooper Cup is a prime example. He's a guy that's getting a lot of attention. Um, so a Hayden Hurst, it's not going to be a volume on Hayden Hurst that people are hammering 19 and a half. Because that's what's going to swing it to go up to 21, 22 and a half. Mm-hmm. So I do think some of these low-name guys, um, the volume of bets are lower on them. It keeps the line steady, keeps attention away from them. Um, and then, you know, the guys like Derrick Henry, like Derrick Henry, his rushing and receiving yards combined are 122 and a half this week. Can't bet do that. I think he can hit it? Of course. Of course he can hit it. I don't feel strongly above or below. I really don't. I stay away from something like that because he should hit it, but – 
game script, God forbid an injury, God forbid Mike Vrabel figures out he shouldn't be running his bell cow into the ground in week eight. Like I'm not doing that. So Hayden Hurst, yes, you you do have some risk because it could be the week where they're like, you know, we're going to fade Hayden Hurst out of the offense, but you you get a good enough feel for it. And you know, the line's not going to jump too much unless prop that guy gets a hold of it and Throws the whole thing I, I honestly think that's a great play because after what they seen, I mean, they're watching film. They see what Kyle Pitts did a little one hand oh, yeah. here, a little basket catch here. Like that fucking, he's not beating us. Anybody, he's not beating us. So Hayden Hurts, 19 yep. and a half. Even his perceptions are probably what, two and a half, one and a half, maybe? I, Something like I, that. I mean, and he's, have a he's getting Hayden four or five targets a game as the tight end now. So yeah. you give me four or five targets, he's got to get two. Okay, I'll take give my me, chance. Give me two catches, you know, and that's where the analytics come in when you start looking at depth of target. How far is he pushing down the field before the ball's getting to him? How good is the team that he's playing at tackling? If they're one of the worst teams in broken tackles, this guy's at eight and a half yards depth per reception. All right, he needs two. He's got to break one tackle, 19. Okay. So then it's over. Right. You guys should be paying for this information you're getting right now. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's stuff that I wouldn't ever think about. So, I mean, that's the kind, that's the data side of it is looking at it like that. Yeah, and I, once again, I mean, I just don't – it clearly makes sense. No, nah, easily. Like, in two to maybe three catches, he should have that. Um, do you have another play that you would like to share with us before I, I ask you one last question on uh, to kind of try to trigger Manny? Um, you don't have to. It's just uh, – I just want to throw it out there. I do. I do. I do. I'm going with Chris Godwin over 74 and a half receiving yards. Ooh. Now I know we just talked about I was, I, I was the about big to, name, right? You just, the you big just name. Block a whole day. I, Antonio Brown is out again. Okay. If if you look at uh, if you look at Tom Brady, you got Chris Godwin lining up in the slot a little bit more. Um, uh, it, Tom Brady, his entire career favors a slot guy. Chris Godwin, as sure-handed as they come, I think he's around 80% catch rate. His targets are through the roof when someone like Antonio Brown is out. Mm-hmm. So that's another piece of from the data side where you can say, okay, I have prime examples of what Antonio of what this offense looked like with no Antonio Brown. Right. And I look at I look at this team. He's playing the Saints defense, not the same Saints defense we've seen the past couple of years. They have been getting gashed a couple of times this year by receivers. And I got what essentially is going to get more. He's probably going to get more targets than Mike Evans. He threw a jab at him this week when I he gave saw me the that. football. I saw I that. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I gave it away. He's like, yeah, what if I never target you for the rest of the season? Yeah, going like, to no, Chris, baby. Yeah. Where's Chris like, at? Tom was like, so, <laughs> he said, Tom I don't is. think, go ahead, go ahead. I, I don't think that's actually going to happen, but. I do like this line at 74 and a half at, at essentially what I think should be 80 um, because he plays so well with Antonio Brown in the lineup. So Chris you know Godwin over uh, 74 and a half. You know your betters, your your big time betters are going to see, you know, Tom Brady saying, well, what if you never get, what if I never throw you a touchdown for the rest of the season? You know, there's going to be guys up there hammer the shit out of Chris Godwin this week. All right, so as the, long as this line stays low, yeah, 74 and a half. 74, it hits 80 and that's fun. You know, that's the 425 game. That's America's game of the week. So primetime game, we should I'm see something special it, with so. that one. So I'm definitely going to tail on that one. All right, so the last thing I want to ask you um, is Manny's going to Detroit this weekend for the oh, Eagles – and Lions uh, game Sunday at 1 o'clock. Now, we all know that the Lions are still winless. Um, and can you kind of just shine some light on – I'm trying to just trigger them. Um, do you think the Lions get their first win of the season against his Philadelphia Eagles team? Go ahead. Short answer? No, I don't. Damn it. I, I really don't. Um, I, I do think it's going to get worse before it gets better for the Lions – 
they are playing hard for him. They are playing hard for Campbell, don't get me wrong. Even with um, the trick plays and everything that you saw against your boys these past weekend? I mean, that was Dan the, Campbell at his finest right there. That, and that's and that kind of ties into that roller coaster. Like, shit, we just went we just went toe-to-toe with the Rams, yeah. and we couldn't win. We're Owen, blah, 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 blah. It's uh, Jamal Williams, who's a very big part of that offense, is not expected to play. If you cannot get the ball running with Jared Goff at quarterback, someone who's watched him long enough, it's a nightmare. Yep. If the I will say this. If the Lions are going to score, it will be early. They have – the way Jared Goff plays is very good on script. Mm-hmm. They will have 20 to 25 scripted plays for Jared Goff to start the game. That's how they scored so quickly last week. Once those scripted plays go out the window – not he, he can't get past his second read. So if you're in the stadium or if you have someone who could bet for you, if you see Detroit go up early seven nothing, second quarter you get a live line of the Eagles, I would feel pretty good about it. Oh, um, that is a great call. That is a phenomenal pick right there. I love it. I, just, I love it. That is a great read, phenomenal call. I just am so happy. Okay, so I I thought we we're gonna lose this thing. I'm in the barbershop. People they're asking me, "Who do you got? Like you're going to the game? What's up? Like you putting the money on the Eagles? You putting tickets on the Eagles?" And I was like, "Honestly, I'm not. I think we're gonna lose this game. I can see the Lions <laughs> getting their first W right here." So they I just had went to ask to- you. They just went toe to toe with the fucking Rams. Nick Sirianni is showing pictures of flowers in the meeting. Flowers <laughs> to a football team. I'm like the Lions plus three and a half. I don't ever fade my teams. I was heavily considering it, but hearing you say that just made me feel so much better. So well, Manny's I'm also gonna... been hating the run game and, and, and the, 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 the poor of usage of, of the run in this Eagles offense and defensive coverages and and and, 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 and not using your Heisman yeah, your Heisman play. winner. You know, I will say this: take a look at some of the Devonte Smith lines. Him to get into the end zone, I think with Ertz off that team, it just frees up a couple more targets a game. Um, I do think Devonta Smith is one of the best route runners. Very early in the league, reminds me of Amari Cooper, another Bama guy. Um, so I think Devonte Smith against. I mean, we just saw what Cooper Cup did. Cooper Cup's one of the best route runners in the league. He went off against Detroit. Devonta Smith, take a look at his lines. I haven't seen it yet. It's probably going to be around 60, open up maybe 58 and a half. Him to score, I think I saw it was like plus 155. Um, I like Smith to have a big game against Detroit. Okay, so that's I know my awesome. props when I go to that stadium. Say no more. Yeah, no that's more. awesome. Well, Prop, thank you so much for your time tonight, I should say. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, you be well, be safe, and we can't wait to uh, to talk to you more. To talk to you more soon, right? On Fandle's yeah, keep doing neck. all that. All right, we'll Fandle's be in touch soon. Yeah. Points bet all of them. I need all their money in Prop Holiday's account. It's fucking good. Yo, yep, you be well. Next next spring, we're getting a golf thing in. I'm yep. going okay. to Philly. I'll come down. And you said it on the video. Philly. You said it on the video. So there's no going I'm, back now. I'll, pl- I'll definitely play uh, you guys. We'll be, we'll be in touch um, throughout the rest of this uh, football season and into this latter half of this NBA season. So thank you for your time. We really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you real soon. Thank you, guys. Love the show, man. Thank you. Thank you so you. much. Thank you so much. Oh, that was fine. Hey, man. That was great. Oh, my God. Guys, fine. if you like this podcast, you know what to do, man. Like the video if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on, on Apple Podcasts, there's a there's a rating that you can give on the, on the bottom. We'd love if you would just hit that five star. Maybe not a two. You know, maybe not a two, always that five, right? And like the video, comment down below if you agree. If you're watching on YouTube, comment down below if you agree with cap, with uh, props picks. I said cap's picks. With props picks, it's hard to say, PP, right? With props picks, right? We had Chris Godwin, uh, we had Hayden Hurst, and we had a little live line action on uh, on the Eagles if the Lions come out on top first. If you, if you want to uh, get all the clips on all of this stuff that happened tonight, I know this is a later half. 
of the week that we recorded. You can hit us up on the, on the Twitter. We got some crazy stuff going on there at 8080 Podcast on Twitter and the Instagram for the reels. Um, boost the Instagram up, guys. The, I want to see the Instagram where the Twitter is right now. So boost the Instagram up at 8080 Pod on Instagram. And the TikTok is a little weird right now, but in terms of you counting everything, but I'm not really worried about that. Um, it's a whole different side of this, right? You're, you're still seeing the same clips on Twitter and Instagram, but the other bullshit that goes on, you're not going to see anywhere else. So go over to the TikTok. It's just the name of the show, and you'll see everything there, and we can get to 1,000 followers, and you can see us live. If you really want to see us live that badly, we got Twitch where we're gaming, we're placing bets, we're doing awesome, awesome fun stuff with all this new gadgets that we have. That's just all the everyday show on Twitch. Manny, tell them what to do. Make sure if you made it to the end of this, end of this video, first of all, can't tell you how much me and Alex appreciate you because, I mean, hey, it's an hour-long video giving us an hour of your day. But make sure, if you did get to the end of this, hit that like button, hit the subscribe, hit that notification bell, leave us a comment, tell us how we think we're doing. We appreciate every single one of you. We don't care if it's eight or 800 of y'all. We're rocking every single day. It's the All The Everyday Show, boys, signing off. Yeah, let's go, baby. You guys know what to do, man. Stay great, be great, because you fucking are. You've been listening to the All Day Everyday Show with... All day, AJ. Shout out, hey, shout out Benchmark too. Shout out Benchmark. And the homie Manny Ruffin. My name is Alex Jacobs, but you can call me All Day, AJ. Peace out, baby. Good luck this weekend.